Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs, uh, Daddy T. You know me. Uh, nobody calls me that, but I'm going to keep calling myself that. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast that you tuned into. You know what it is. Comedians confessing secrets. We love secrets. We love the tea. We love to spill it. Um, you know, I'm just going to get to the announcements. Uh, if you hear my voice is raspy, that's because I did lose my voice going to a rave. Um, and... I was the oldest person there, and that is okay. Sometimes you have to live your truth. Anyways, um, guys, this is very exciting. (laughs) I started a Discord. Do I know what it is? I don't know, but it seems to be what the children are doing. And it also, um, whenever I say you guys have been asking, it's usually just one person, but one person is enough because I listen to all. So look, I started a Discord. I don't know how this will go. It might be embarrassing because only one or three of you will use it, but I figured, look, I'm all about experimentation. This is a new era, new me. I'm trying new things, so I'm gonna try it. And if it doesn't work, we're just gonna move on. Okay, we're just gonna move on. We're not gonna talk about it. But if you're into that, I started a Discord. The link is one of those like, you know, capital lower letter things that is hard to say. So I'm just gonna put the link on my Instagram. In the bio, you can find it there. It's uh, at Tell Me Anything Pod. So go find it there. If you guys don't know what a Discord is, um, it's a place to discuss, you know, discuss the pod. It's a community. Um, I have in the past started a Facebook group, mostly just because I'm a dinosaur and Facebook used to be a place where people use. I don't even use it now. I barely use that Facebook group. I don't know how to shut it down. I'm sorry if you joined it. It will not be active. Just consider yourself warned. But this Discord seems promising, so we'll see. But anyways, I will uh, uh, routinely check in and comment and uh, leave little notes if I want to. We'll see. You guys maybe should, like, if you know what it is and you like it, maybe help me out. Like, start a thread or something. But the idea is that you can discuss um, episodes and guests and tell me things. Like, if you like certain things or you don't like certain things or you hate me, tell me. Um, of course, you can always email me privately, tell me anything pod at gmail.com. But I figured it might be a fun place for you guys to meet each other, discuss, you know, if there's confidants who, uh, there's a couple of you for sure that are very vocal um, week to week. And I, I love that. But I don't know if you guys know each other. So maybe you guys can get to know each other. Maybe you'll fall in love. I don't know. Look, do, do you live your life? Okay, so that's that's pretty exciting because um, that's new. That really is new. Sometimes I say there's news, but it's just me telling you to subscribe and leave me a review, which I'll say again today. Leave me a review. If you leave me a five-star review and take a photo of it and send it to me, I will give you a private confession. And um, they're all new and different because I've got a lot of secrets. Um, they're not really secrets. They're just things that people... <laughs> that I. There's so many things I want to tell people because, look, my brain moves very fast got ADHD it moves fast so there's many things that I've never told anyone before and I'm happy to tell you so if you leave me a five-star review and send that to me via any way that I've given you email uh, Instagram Twitter whatever I will respond to you and if I don't within like you know a few weeks you can bug me because maybe I missed it okay so that's that Uh, you do that on Apple Podcasts, iTunes you guys know how that works and um, we have so many great episodes coming up. I just want to give you a little preview. A couple guests coming up. We have Hannah Boone from New York City, Molly Rubin Long. Um, I'm so excited for this new season. I feel like we've just gotten so much deeper in these conversations. Um, a lot of fun. And I'm just like really excited for you guys to hear all these episodes we have banked for you. Um, that being said, uh, I'm going to be trying some new things. I think I might be releasing some bonus episodes um so don't be alarmed if you see some some different types of episodes coming out i'm still going to be doing the main episodes week to week but uh yeah it's a conversation so let me know if you like or you don't like what i'm playing around with on this show because i just want to have some fun with you guys look nobody pays me to do this and i have to make it worth my while by enjoying it Okay, speaking of getting paid, I will be doing shows um, to get paid, um, traveling a little bit. So if you guys want to come see me, I'm going to be in New York City at the end of the month, uh, February 27th, February 28th, March 1st. Yes, there is a date in between that called February 29th, Leap Day, uh, which I will not be performing because I'll be there for a wedding. But all those three nights around that wedding, I am doing shows. So come check me out. You can find the details at TeresaLeeComedy.com. 
And I will be in Asheville headlining on May 1st. Oh my gosh, come see me do a long set. You know, if you think, wow, I like watching Teresa perform, but I only ever get to see her perform for like 10 minutes at a time. I'd love to see what she's like at 30 minutes <laughs> at a time, 40 minutes. Uh, it's going to be different from the podcast, which is an hour of me talking unscripted. You know, I have jokes and they're written and scripted. So come watch me. I'm going to be touring with Eli Olsberg, my good bud, my co-host of the Ariana Grande podcast, which is on hiatus, but may come back. Who knows? We're going to keep you on your toes. Um, but come watch us. Asheville ticket link is on my personal page, TeresaLeeComedy.com or follow me at Larissa T. I posted that flyer. Um, you can get your tickets ahead of time. Please do because I'd love to you know, sell tickets before so that they don't think that I'm a loser. Um, so come watch me. Yeah, and come watch Eli too. I'm also there May 2nd opening for him. So if you can't, May, May, can't make May 1st, you can still come see me May 2nd. I'll be there both those nights. And finally, you can join the Super Confidant newsletter. That's for folks who want to get extra goodies from me. I personally send you handwritten. Well, it's not handwritten. It is written by hand on the computer. I would write it hand by hand, but I've asked you guys if you want it and nobody really wants that. But I love writing handwritten letters. So if you want one, let me know. Um, but I write you a letter every month and send some photos that are, um, you know, I have a lot of photos on my phone that don't get posted online. So you guys get to see those. Um, and uh, also videos and other juicy secrets because that's Look, if you want to hear from me, I'm happy to talk to you. So join that newsletter. It's paypal.me slash you can tell me anything for $5 or more before the fifth of the month. You will receive that next month's newsletter. Cool. I think that's about it for the announcements. I think you guys earned an episode. This episode is so fun. Um, a little background. I met Brett uh, from just through comedy. Um, he's a very, very funny comedian, actor, sketch character, actor. Uh, saw him at the CBS Diversity Showcase and we found out we had the same manager. So that's how we became friends. And I was like, you have to come do my pod. And I could not stop cracking up. This guy is so funny. I just enjoyed our conversation so thoroughly. You guys are going to too. So here it is, Brett Moline. Enjoy. You can tell her. You can tell her anything She's a real good listener You can tell her anything Hey Confidant, it's your girl Teresa um, You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before It's very exciting, uh, you guys know what it is You're probably not here for the first time But if you are, welcome, have a seat I'm very excited for our guest. He's super funny. Um, he did the CBS Diversity Showcase, which was the first time I saw him. But then we met and became friends. It's Brett Moline. What's hey, up? What up? Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be on the on your podcast. Yeah. Um, that is where we met. But I actually don't know that we actually met there. It's, do you ever have that in comedy where you know someone before they, yeah. before you actually know them? Yeah, absolutely. I feel well, like I, I had I mean, that with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like I, I knew, like, I mean, we share the same manager. And, like, mm -hmm. so I always, James always brags sweet about James. you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet James. There is. Have you sweet seen those billboards? James. It's not actually, there's a billboard. That's not our manager. But there's a <laughs> billboard in L.A. with a guy that says sweet James. It's like an insurance agent. <laughs> but that's now when I see that, I always think of. I just think of James because he doesn't look like him, but he kind of has like from far away, like, over, like a similar the same aura. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, well, no, no. I'm like, sorry, James, if you're listening to this, um, <laughs> our manager is a lot, a lot better looking than the sweet James billboard, but yes, yes. he's just, it's just funny. Cause it says sweet James and it's like, call this number for insurance. <laughs> and that's who I think of anyways. That is how we met. Okay. <laughs> well, at least we found out more about each other. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I like to start with a good confession, just okay. to have a positive note. Is yes. there something good you'd like to confess? Um, I am directing uh, my very first sketch show, uh, Aquaman. They just got to run at UCB. Okay. Uh, the first show is coming up uh, this coming Thursday, so a week nice. from tomorrow. Okay. Or I, you know, whenever so it will you have had this. happened yes. already. <laughs> it will have happened. Oh wait, uh, and this then they have a show. Oh, okay, I see. Yes. Yeah, and then okay. they have a show in February. And show in March, uh, Aquaman is the name of the show, oh. uh, Acutely Unaware, Aquaman Acutely Unaware. Uh, two funny dudes, uh, they've been working, there's this uh, show at UCB called Sketch Showdown where you have to uh -huh. make a new 15 minutes of sketch every month and then the audience votes and if you win 
uh, you know, you got to win to move on, and they've been winning for over a year now. Oh, wow. And so they put together their best 30 minutes of sketch, had me come on to kind of help direct and kind of, you know, get it all into shape. And uh, they're killer, and they've been working that's their awesome. butts off. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked to. Oh, to... that's so cool! Congratulations! Hey, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I hope the show goes well. Thank you. Um, yeah, I've it's I'm funny because I did UCB in New York, but I don't really do it here now. But I'll still like feel like I'm UCB. But yeah. I'm like, there's no. I have like literally no ties to. I'm like not on a team. I'm like I don't. Ha- I didn't start here. I don't yeah. take class. Everybody the, knows you though at UCB. Yes, everybody's like, "Oh, Drewsley, yeah, she's oh, yeah, seriously, nice. yeah." It's because there's not enough Asian. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, I, I do. I did start at UCB in New York in the sense that, like, that was like my comedy home. Yeah. So I do feel like that goes a f- long way, even if you're not in New York, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Does that make sense? It, no, it does. It feels like, like a home, even it's a though good I don't do improv. <laughs> yeah. No, and, you, and I feel like there's so many, like, uh, you know, like. There's uh, a lot of people that, you know, I, yeah, like their main thing is stand up and they'll mm-hmm. do like a few shows here and there at UCB. But that's the community, I love the UCB community for that reason. Yeah, you know? it's a good it is nice. There was a time when I feel like I was like out. Every, I don't know if LA was like this. You started out here, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like in New York, it, when you're starting out and you're a student, there's like no pressure of like the industry in New York as much. Mm. It might be different now with the internet and everything, but yeah. Um, it just felt like a thing you did. So you'd hang out all the time. Like you go to McManus and the bars and you're just like out to like 2, 3 a.m. after yeah. shows. And it was fun. Yeah. But I don't know if it's I got older or if that's a New York thing. Like did it did students in L.A. have that like just like a hang? I think you know what's crazy is that I mean, birds is definitely a thing, you know, oh, yeah. over by UCB Franklin. The, I think the big thing, too, is that there's no bar like they just mm. now got beer at UCB Sunset. But there's no, like, when I went, the first time I went to... uh, Oh, like, they sell it now? Yeah, yeah. Like, the first time I went to UCB in New York, like, Mm -hmm. UCB East, when it was around, uh, rest in peace. Oh, (laughs) R.I.P. But, like, I thought it was so dope that there was a bar connected. And, like, there was just people, the bar was packed. And then you walked into the show, and the show's packed. Uh Like, I think just, I think that that's awesome to be able to, even when I.O. West was here, it was kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, it was just a place that you could go have a beer, go see a show, bring a beer into the show. Like, you know, like I hate to say that drinking is like, you know, makes people come together, but it does, you know, it's like a nice thing like, oh yeah, we'll go grab a beer before the show and then go into the show or vice versa, grab a beer after the show and talk about the show. Yeah, it's a hub. Yeah, I I think as a town, LA, it's probably, it's LA just full of New Yorkers who got sober. Um, That's how it feels. (laughs) I mean, that's because I feel like me and my friends, I'm like, very biased in that sense. It's like, we drank so much in New York that when we move out here, we're just like, we're done with that. <laughs> and we're very Th- That square. was my party days <laughs> and I'm not, I'm done with partying. I, yeah. I had someone tell me that I was a square, but not like in a mean way, but, um, but in like a, oh, but you, this is how you are. And he's only known me since I've been in LA. And I'm oh, like, okay. oh wow. Okay. That's how I am now. You don't know the party yeah, side. I'm a square. <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, well, Brett, this podcast is sort of loosely inspired by like therapy and like sort of talking things out. Do you go to therapy or do you have like, what's your relationship with like therapy? You know what? I don't. And I wish it's honestly, it's a, it's a money thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, so I'm from small town, Midwest, small town, Nebraska. Oh, where are you from? Nebraska. Okay. Small town, like in like surrounded by cornfields. Like I worked on a farm in high school. Oh, wow. And you know, I was with my friend today who she's also from Nebraska Uh and it's, you know, I don't want to speak for all Nebraska families, but <laughs> her and I's fa- families, it's kind of a thing where it's like not a lot of, it's not a thing to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's less common and it's like, you kind of don't, you know, if there's like an issue, like it's like it happens and then like maybe the next day it's like over with huh. and you're just like, yep, we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to move on. It's buried under the road. Or yes, you just go out and under- tell it to the corn. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Um, and that's like kind of a weird thing in our family. Like it's like, you know, like when there's, when we go home for holidays, like there's Uh like an argument, like the night before, like when you're, you know, out on the patio drinking and you get in an argument, you just don't talk about it the next day and you move on. And it's like a very, I didn't realize like how, you know, different that was until I came out to LA and like a lot of like therapy is a very normal thing. I dated this woman and it was funny. She's like talking about therapy and she's like, Uh She's like, well, who do you go to? And I was like, oh, I don't. And she's like, that's a weird question, though. Well, it should it was, be private, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like, I can't remember like what the exact. It was a very like, mm. I didn't throw me off. I was like, Ooh, but oh, I was uh-huh. like, well, actually, I don't. And she's like, was very like, whoa, like that's <laughs> crazy. You don't go to therapy, and I was like, 
yeah, you're probably right. But it's a money thing. Like I don't sure. like my health insurance is like, you know, doesn't pay for that kind of thing. And it so. is. I think you're right about how different people in LA view it, because I think that's also like the opposite spectrum, right? Like, I don't think anybody should judge anybody for going or not going, but I think it's good to know that it's an option. Yeah, for sure. I like, I love it, but I also grew up in a family that didn't really do therapy. And in fact, my mom was like opposed to it, mm-hmm. but she wasn't exposed to it. So she had the same like stereotypes of therapy that we got from like 90s tv right yes. it's like oh you need therapy the sopranos i just started watching the sopranos <laughs> and it's like a huge thing in that show it was like, a huge thing i yeah. remember watching movies where it was like a joke when the the like uh, annoying friend that'd be like my therapist said that's it's, like a trope yes which is now i'm now that friend but um <laughs> <laughs> but i think uh i think once i moved to new york and everybody goes to therapy and they're most proud of it that helped me get into it. And then now I, of course, like tell people they should go if they've never gone. But I don't think, I think it's not, you don't have to. It's not, yeah. I feel like you shouldn't judge anyone for going or not going. Yeah. That's my stance on it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So you grew up in Nebraska. When did you move to LA? Oh, uh, it would have been se- like seven years ago. Okay. Did you come out here for comedy? You know what's, okay. So I'll okay, give try me to tell this long story. Yeah, yeah. So I went to chase my dream. No, I'm kidding. At uh, high school, I uh-huh. joined this performing group that was based out of Corona, which is like Inland Empire. Okay. But they sell it. The performing group is like, come out to LA. So, but it's not <laughs> LA at all. But uh, so I like kind of. Is it the beer Corona? Uh, no, that's yeah. Mexico. Uh, yeah. Well, or yeah, yeah. It's known for like, that's where the uh, Fender Guitar Studio is. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like not LA. Like, literally an hour and a half outside of LA. Oh, like wow. Inland Empire. That's far, not, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it studied... Wait, with, so there was just a, like a comedy group out there? No. Like, who it, wasn't did, even, it was like Broadway-based performing. Oh, well, but... What, like so Broadway there's review a whole theater shows. out there? Well, it's... So, like, we... There was just a re- big rehearsal studio. Oh. Like, they whoa. actually called it the warehouse. Whoa. Is what they called it. And so... And, like, kids would come from all over the country who were uh-huh. like... I mean, I when I got out here, I was like oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? Because <laughs> literally kids, like these kids would come who've been like dancing their whole lives uh-huh. or like, and go to these private performance high schools and are like classically trained. Like one of my good buddies now, when he was like, he wrote his, he wrote a musical in high school. Whoa. And I'm like, uh, I was in show choir, like <laughs> just like totally out of my league, but you know, it's wild. But anyway, That's so, so cool. Yeah. So anyway, but I was on this, in this performing group, I toured around the world with them for a few years, and then I was in a band. And like, Wait, tour, toured the, around the world? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like how you just like slid by that. Well, like that's cool. Well, it was. It was so you're it like, was, oh, I came to LA. I don't know. It was so weird. I toured around the world. <laughs> it sounds like you're doing a really cool thing. It was. It was fun. It was very fun, and like uh, met a lot of wonderful people, and like who are like some of my best friends now for sure. And um, so it was awesome. And then uh, I got out of that and like uh, was in a band for a few years. Um, and when I was that doing that, I was in Long Beach. Uh, and then we like went on a few tours and like, uh, we got super lucky, met producers right away. It was like Cinderella story of like meeting a producer at a restaurant and all this, you know, and like, <laughs> it was awesome. Those, so toured with the band for a few years and then went back to Nebraska. Cause like, uh, like left the band, like didn't know what I wanted to do back mm-hmm. to Nebraska, lived in my parents' basement. I was 26 uh-huh. working two serving jobs. Like, what am I doing? And then ended up coming back out. So you were LA. doing what you would have, no, what a very LA thing in Nebraska. Like it's flipped. You came oh, to yeah. LA, lived the dream, went yeah. to Nebraska, did the LA Worked thing. Worked <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, uh, yeah, and then I was like, all right, I want to do, like, I want to, I always wanted to go and do comedy, but I just mm-hmm. like these other things, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to go do this, this, you know. Um, and so, yeah, moved back out to LA and that was seven years ago. And like actually moved to LA, LA as opposed to Long uh-huh. Beach. Like, and was like, all right, I'm gonna pursue comedy. I'm gonna live in LA, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing. That's so cool. I mean, it's nice. Like, I feel like a lot of times people think like it's gonna be an overnight thing where you're like, I'm gonna just do it all at once. But it's almost nice that you had these like mini experiences before around yeah. LA. Yeah. Because it kind of builds this bridge. Yeah. And then you can like jump in this time with like all complete focus, and you're yeah. not worried about like you know the area sort of. You know, like yes. it, so. I think that does make a big difference. Yeah, and like especially with the band. I what did learned, you play? Uh, guitar, <laughs> good okay. to and sing. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Um, it was all, it was a great experience. Like, and the three dudes in the band are like my best. They're like my brothers. Like, oh, yeah. that's so nice. Um, and uh, but yeah, in the band, you know, because there's some shitty parts about the entertainment business, and like, it's the same thing. I don't, I don't follow. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have not run into any shitty parts. It's all been great. It's been so wonderful. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just the, it sucks, but there's so many people that are making a living off of mm-hmm. people trying to make a living. And like, yeah. even with music, there was like the show, the BS showcases and the like, mm. you know what I mean? Like people coming up after shows and like, oh, I can get you this gig, you know, if you do this, this is, and like, so yeah. like when I got, it was wild. Like when I started pursuing comedy and acting and whatnot, same kind of stuff. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> I know not to do that, you know? Uh-huh. Cause like I did that with the band and it was like total BS. And now I know, you know, so it was like a lot of great, uh, lessons that I learned while being in the band that I didn't know would come in handy. Like, Oh yeah, I'm that's interesting. It. Yeah. My sister's a musician and I remember going to a show with her once, like same vein as comedy like early on you're just doing these shows but they're at a cool venue but they're like bringer shows and comedy bringer shows are a big no-no but in music i think a lot of them have to be yeah but i realized like music bringer shows it was like she had to hit like 20 people whereas like comedy because there's a bunch of people in the lineup you still still shouldn't do bringer shows but it's usually like bring five people yeah and I was like, oh, I can't imagine being a musician and having to do a bring a show of like bringing 20 people yeah. to like as a, I don't know. I guess it is a catch 22 because ideally you should be playing shows for more people. But I guess the conceit is that you're at a cool venue. There should be an audience, right? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> to give an, and LA is the worst. <laughs> it is to be a the if, if you're listening to this and you're trying to come up in LA as a musician, get out because it is the worst. Um, there's no, unfortunately, there's like no music, up and coming music scene. There was for uh-huh. a little bit with like Silver Sun Pickups and Silver Lake. Uh, but like that was like years ago. Like Highland Park has got like a very fledgling oh, yeah, scene. There's kind of those little. Yeah. Like, and, but even still, like it's, it is, it's all bringer shows. When I was like back, this is like clear back in like 2010. When I was in the band, we played at Whiskey Go Go. We brought like eighty people Damn. and got paid, and they, who all paid like ten to fifteen dollars at the door. Uh-huh. We got paid sixty dollars. What? That is like how the is re- that? Even, so they just like yeah, take, take a big cut. And it's promote, and I was like, and the yeah. promoter gave us money, and I was like, Ugh. uh, we brought like eighty people, <laughs> and and he's like, yeah, but you were the headliner, and you were supposed to bring a hundred. And I was, and he's like, "You're lucky I'm even getting." He's like, "You're lucky I'm even giving you money." And I was like, "We will never be Ugh, back here." Gross. Again. It's That's like what, what they should just. I just want for once, like the promoters to have to do their own show because they always like pressure you. Because it happens in comedy where they like will yell at you and pressure new comedians. And they don't know any better, but they're like yelling at you for not bringing people. And it's like that's your job. Yeah. You're the producer. You're the promoter. Like, yes. Just once, I want a show where it's just all promoters being like, "Well." Like, what are they, you know what I mean? Where, where's like, the where's the show without the performers? Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> well, Brett, is there anything you would like to tell me? <laughs> so. You got so serious. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have not told a lot of people this. When I was a kid, in I'd be laying in bed at night, and I would pick my nose. And, <laughs> okay. And get, bo- like, and I would put boogers on the wall okay (laughs) beside my bed Uh uh-huh and like would not wipe them so like if you look in the daytime you could see all of these boogers and my mom's like stop doing that (laughs) and and i still would do it she's like you're gonna clean the boogers off (laughs) and even after i'd clean the boogers off i would continue to do it but how old are you i i did it for like years Uh uh-huh like i and it blows my mind if i was my mom and dad i'd be like what the Move fuck the is no. wrong with our kid? <laughs> like, what is... I don't even know my psyche. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. You know, okay, so it's a very funny to hear that. But also hearing it at the same time, I'm like, it sounds normal, but it is funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where you're like, sounds like a thing a kid would do. Like, yeah. I, I bet you that's not that uncommon. I bet you. you but think? I bet people don't talk about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like how, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just like you know i used to like pick my wedgies and then like smell my hand you know as a kid <laughs> that sounds really gross but when you're a kid yeah, you're like yeah. what and then you're, eventually you're like don't do th- you, you know you're like don't yeah, do that yeah, yeah. Uh, did i just confess something weird i don't know i feel like mine was weirder than yours um <laughs> <laughs> we no we i remember but you do know, you know we what i mean all, oh, there's yeah, these yeah. kids things but okay i think everyone's picked their butt and smelled it that's a very no <laughs> i've definitely done that you know what i mean it's like it's yeah, a weird just smell no, no, i'm just kidding um <laughs> Okay, so you, but the more interesting thing to me is the part where you were told not to do it and then you couldn't stop doing it. That's very funny to me. Um, because what, what, because was, was it like, 
did you enjoy doing that or what was it about that you know there's something in even to this day i do not like the sensation of having boogers in my nose okay so like when i feel it i'm like i gotta get this thing out but what about a kleenex yeah exactly (laughs) well you think and my mom even put a kleenex by it's like I could not be bothered with it <laughs> because it was something about, You're you like, know, I the oral the fixation crease. of like getting in there uh-huh. and having, you know, using my nail sure. to get, really get the whole thing out. Because like it's tough with a Kleenex. You could, you don't have the No, feel. no, I you mean, but once the, it comes out. The finesse. Why not put it on a Kleenex? Oh, I know. Exactly. What is my crazy <laughs> kid brain thinking? Um, Plus, the worst thing was I had a twin sister, okay, uh-huh. who was like in the room as have well. Have we talked so- about twins? Oh, yeah, I think oh, we did. Okay, Maybe I think we, we did. did. Yeah, because you're I a twin. Yeah, I'm a twin, yeah. Kindred spirits, twin mm-hmm. thing. Wait, are you a Gemini? No. No. Are you a Gemini? Yeah. Okay, I'm a Scorpio. Are you older or younger? I'm younger. Okay. I'm Two older. Two minutes younger. Two minutes older! What? what? No way! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we just high-fived. <laughs> um, that's so interesting. Um, now I'm... Oh, so, okay, wait. <laughs> so you had a twin sister. I threw you with the twin. Yeah, did she know this? Was this a secret you oh, kept yeah. from her? No, 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 no. She knew it. I mean, like I said, in the day, in broad daylight, you could see the boogers. Like, okay. my mom would have to go in, like, when she had people, when they were having people over, my mom would go in and get a warm washcloth and Aww. wipe it off. And she'd be like, stop putting boogers on the wall. Oh, my goodness. It was like, it was like a, I don't know, it was like a weird thing. Like, oh, it was like a Picasso. Maybe one. you were doing art. Maybe it's like those glow in the dark stars. We used to have them on my ceiling, like yeah. they're green and they glow in the dark. Yeah. But you were just putting it on the wall with your boogers. <laughs> and like the other thing is like, okay, well at least I didn't eat them. At least I didn't put them <laughs> in my bed. Uh-huh. But I, I and I think it too it was just like I'm tired. You know, it's like half asleep, so I'm like tired <laughs> and it's like this. You know, uh-huh, what I mean? and then like, you just wipe just it on wipe the wall. It and you can get most of it off your finger and you don't have to worry about, you know. Did it not bother you? Because it bothered you that it was in your nose. Yes. But did it not bother you that it was like a few feet away from where you were sleeping? Yeah, no. It, I don't. Apparently not. I get, <laughs> <laughs> just very comfortable sleeping beside uh-huh. the booger wall, you know. I just imagine your mom running in, in the door, like, as you're, like, you're going, you know, she tucks you in and then turn off the lights and then you're picking your nose and she's like, ah, yeah. like, opening the door, like, no, no boogers. Yeah. I mean, she, they actually, they're flying in tomorrow to come visit and I want to ask her, I'd be like, when did I stop doing that and how did you get me to stop? I feel like she probably was like, you know, had to be like, if you do this, you don't get this, I'm sure. And I was like, okay, you know, but like. It was weird. I it's, did it for a long time. It's so innocent, though, I think, as a kid, because it is, like, funny as an adult, because, like, we're, like, that's not hygienic. Yeah. But there's nothing, like, but then, of course, kids make fun of boogers and, you know, gross, like, unhygienic things without realizing they are having a virgin because, you know, it's, like, a hygienic thing. Yeah. But I think it's, like, very innocent, too, because there's not, not so much shame when you're a kid, right? Like, right. it's so... I don't know. There's something like, it's like, once you know that you're not supposed to, it's like, okay, but I don't know. It feels like very innocent. It's like, you didn't know, like you weren't doing this to be rebellious. No, I don't even like, and like, <laughs> what even, like what went through my head where it's like, I have a booger. Where can I put this? Oh, on boom, the, the wall. wall. Well, and the other thing too, which like, I'm sure my mom, maybe she thought about, maybe she didn't, was moving my bed. Mm-hmm to yeah, did she ever? a different area of the room. Maybe she didn't. I can't remember. Maybe she threatened <laughs> to move my bed, you know? like. But, like, I think that's the other thing is because, like, it was up against the wall. Uh-huh. And so I literally, you know, I'd be laying down. I literally didn't have to move, and I could just go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so immature, but that is so funny. It's a visual. It's um, But it's, yeah, it's gross, but it's not as funny. I don't know. I don't know. Am I immature? It's very I funny. think it's very no, funny. It's very funny. It's, um... Did you ever get to a point where you felt like shame? Like, like I feel like, you know, when you start hanging out with friends or going to sleepovers or things like that, like, yeah. was it ever a moment where you're like, oh, the booger wall? Like, or you just kind of just faded out on its own? Well, you know, if I had sleepovers, it was downstairs. So, like, they, <laughs> friends didn't see the booger wall. <laughs> and, like, and, yeah, oddly, it was like I wasn't embarrassed. Like, again, my mom was like, don't do it. And I kept doing it. Uh-huh. You know, like, it's just like, I don't know if I was just that lazy <laughs> when I was, you know, like, I... But I do remember there was something about a Kleenex uh-huh. that I just, you know, I don't know what it was. I just, it was just, it was like this, I don't know if it was an oral fixation or mm. like a weird. I thought oral 
fixation. I'm like, I don't know if I know what oral fixation is. I thought it, it's like or, when babies or, need a chew, like, or what's like chew smoking on cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Or like oh, that might you be. You might be right. Cigarettes. It's like a just the habit of the habit of motion. like doing that. Yeah. Is yeah. that what, maybe I'm using oral fixation wrong? No, you might be right. I thought it was specific to the mouth, like having to like oh. like how it came. Oh yeah, I think duh, it's yeah, like babies. It is. Oral, um, you're right. Oral. But like babies who like are nursing for a long time and still need to like have some. Yes, I, that's what I thought it yes. was. No, you're but right. I might be wrong. No, I think you're right. That would make sense. Orals, but you, yes. I get what you mean. It's the habit of um, the, the motion or the oh, yeah, what? the muscle memory. Muscle memory. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so weird. I mean, and also, I don't know. I just, I mean, I think a lot of the like when I was a kid, there was a lot of that. Like, I mean, I would suck. I sucked my thumb. I sucked my thumb too. My wow. mom put a sock on my hand. Really? Mm-hmm. My mom would put mentholatum Whoa. on my hand. So I'd be like, you know, finally, like I quit sucking my thumb. So- <laughs> Just like a like a smoker baby, be like ah, I got quit. My, <laughs> my, I got quit my thumb. <laughs> I that's so funny. I yeah, I was um, the same way, and I would have dreams about like like I remember a specific dream about eating a plum, and then I woke up and I was sucking on my thumb. Oh. <laughs> so my dreams were related to like eating things. <laughs> Okay, wait, you would only start sucking your thumb in your dreams? Or like when oh. you were trying to stop sucking your thumb, you would have dreams and then I you'd wake up sucking your thumb? No, I, I would suck my thumb like nightly, but then I would have dreams where when I would wake up, it'd usually be like, you know that transition where you wake up and you realize that the thing you were dreaming about is actually happening? Yeah, yeah. I would wake up and realize I was sucking my thumb, but in my dream I was like eating a plum. Yeah. So I had dreams about like eating things. So I don't know. Maybe I was just a really hungry baby. Yeah, yeah. And I just wasn't getting fed enough. (laughs) (laughs) I love the specificity of a plum. Yeah. Even as a baby or as a kid, like a plum. Uh, We had a plum tree in our backyard. Wow. So I I, I was very young age plum. I was very aware of plums as a fruit. I don't know. It's not a common fruit. You're a plum. It isn't. I don't see it around a lot now. As a kid, I had an oversaturated exposure (laughs) to plums, (laughs) I would say. It's a big influence on my comedy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. My last name in Chinese is actually the word for plum. Oh, really? That's yeah. Dope. So maybe there's some sort of subconscious connection there. I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. So yeah, yeah. and you weren't self-conscious. You weren't embarrassed, which I think is very positive, and that's good because I feel like I grew up with a lot of shame, <laughs> and um, the the thumbs and all the. Th- I had a blanket, and I still had oh, the blanket. My twin sister, mm-hmm. you still have a blanket? Not now, but I had it until I basically went to college, and then I made a conscious decision to be like, I'm not going to pack this. That's too much. I should have gotten rid of this a long time ago. But was it, it hard for you to fall asleep without it, though? It became like a habit, like you're saying. Like, I think uh, by that point, I had spent nights without it, sleepovers and stuff, and it was fine. So I didn't have that, like, attachment in, like, a, um, what's the, like, insecure attachment anymore. Like, it wasn't like I would panic, Mm -hmm. but out of habit, if given the choice, I'd prefer to have it. My (laughs) twin sister, still. Really? Oh, yeah. And, like, her, you know, boyfriends and, like, all, like, from junior high, like, uh-huh. she would, you know, they knew, like, she would bring the blanket with her. <gasps> really? So she's, like, going to sleep over. So she's oh, going yeah. on a first date, like, oh, if the blanket's here, it means yeah. uh, I might be spending the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, literally, she has this, and she had this one, she's a weirdo. She, like, had this one. I don't know. What, the booger thing is pretty weird, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Weird, yeah, weird is good. Yeah, but yeah. she, like, had this one spot on the blanket that she she would like get between her fingers and she would like suck her tongue and rub this one spot on the blanket <laughs> to fall asleep. Like the funniest. And then uh-huh. now she has a little baby girl who Aww. is the exact same <gasps> way. It's hilarious. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if that, that has to be like, so like attachment, genetic, something like that. Cause yeah. yeah, if you have, you pass that on. That's interesting. I, yeah, I, I have attachment. I've talked about this on the pod before, but I have a lot of attachment to like objects, like clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it, I didn't even think about that till just now, but I wonder if it comes from my blanket attachment. It could. <laughs> Cause it's like a piece of fabric. You yeah. Know? I mean, it is Brooke is, there was one, I distinctly remember it was like a very traumatic thing where like my mm-hmm. dad was like trying to take the blanket. Aww. Like he's like, you're not going to have it. Brooke was like bawling Aww. and she like had it in her hands. And my dad like took the blanket and Aww. it ripped. <gasps> oh. And my sister was like, Oh no! Yeah, and so then she just like went and like got uh-huh. a new blanket from this the the same like Aww. texture like <laughs> it's like a movie moment. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the baby. Yeah, exactly. Did you have like object attachment or like 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 tokens like that? Um, I had a little uh 
Peter Rabbit that uh, so uh, when I was so I have clopofacil syndrome, which is a severe form of scoliosis. Uh, I was born with it, and when I was like in second and third grade, mm-hmm. uh, I had surgeries. And in my first surgery, my grandma gave me this little rabbit called Aww. Peter Rabbit that had like a little uh, guardian angel pin on the Aww. ear. So for a little while, like I would sleep with that. Uh, like I slept uh-huh. with it in the hospital, and then like afterwards, I slept with it, and then. I think, you know, eventually I just outgrew it, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's that. And then like, I mean, there's like clothes. Like mm-hmm. I had this, I had this green, bright green t-shirt when I was a little kid that said gotcha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was like the, I think it was the brand, like gotcha brand or uh-huh. something like that. And my mom said that I like wanted to wear it every day. Really? Yeah. So like uh-huh. I would have these like different pieces yeah. of clothing. Even when I was like in fifth and sixth Green, grade, because li- then you can put the boogers on it. That's and, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Books blends in, you know. There's something about green, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I there was like pieces of clothing that I like would grow attached to and just love to wear over and over again. Did you believe that your toys could come to life? I've had this discussion as an adult with my uh, colleagues at work and. I haven't had this discussion since I was, you know, because like, like I feel like we all grew up in the Toy Story era, but yeah. like it's so interesting, like hearing now as an adult, like I feel like a lot of very creative, you know, comedians and p- writers had similar childhoods. I don't know that it's everybody's, but yeah. for sure a lot. There's probably a high rate of people who <laughs> made their toys talk in comedy. What was, <laughs> did you like ever like, but you know, like when you watch Toy Story, yeah. did you do that with your toys? Honestly, like, I never did. But I definitely had to, when I had stuffed animals in my room, mm-hmm. I uh, did not have them looking at me when I was in bed. <laughs> I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it was weird. I would, like, Out of fear? Just, or I just, like, modesty, didn't like to, or? well, it was just, like, <laughs> I was very modest about my body. <laughs> I, it was weird. It was, like, because one night I, like, woke up and, like, the... There was this one like tiger I had okay. that like had like that I got from a carnival or whatever uh-huh. that had like the glassy eyes. Oh and yeah. I don't know. It was like the moon was shining in my window and it like reflected and so it was like <gasps> the eyes were shining and I was like <sighs> Oh you know. no, scary. So in the morning then I like turned all of the just slightly away just so that <laughs> no eyes were looking at me. I feel like that's wise. It's so silly, but that's it's wise. true. I mean, I have that now. I'll like fall asleep and um wake up like half asleep like I have a light I mean you can see it but for people yeah. who can't there's a light that hangs over my bed and yeah. I've at times woken up and been like it's a monster like it's like something like something's over, over me you? yeah <laughs> so I feel like even as an adult I have that but definitely the eyes I I am was so weirded out by dolls yeah like I can't sleep in a room of dolls I just can't if there's a doll in the room it, I'm not I can't fall asleep so wait did you not have dolls growing up I had some dolls. I had Barbie dolls, but I never had those kind of scary Victorian dolls. Yeah. Or like the, uh, see, and both my sisters had American dolls. Oh, I wanted one so bad. I wanted Samantha. Oh, yeah. And instead of Samantha, I got the book set <laughs> of Samantha. <laughs> and it wasn't even like the books. Like it was like the ones where like the special ones where it's like crafts and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I can't even read. There's no store here. I mean, to be fair, American dolls are very expensive, and it's crazy how they marketed it because insane. they're so expensive. They're still insane. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was with my nieces, and like I was like, I, we went to this American doll store, and like I bought them. They, I'm like, I'm not, I can't buy you. I'm like, <laughs> I love you, is e, I love you. I can't buy you guys dolls. It's like way too expensive. I'm like, so you can but pick I can out, cause a distraction, <laughs> and you can steal it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I like they picked out like a little like purse this little tiny purse was like 20 bucks yeah damn a little doll purse i'm like what the is there anything sadder than buying accessories for a doll you don't have no (laughs) yeah yeah literally like like, one day i'll have the doll (laughs) i'm gonna be so prepared when i have the doll (laughs) um yeah i don't know i don't remember when i first started getting scared of dolls i definitely remember watching an x-files episode about a doll and it was terrifying and i've heard since that it was one of the scarier episodes but it was like the only one i've like it was like the first X-Files I ever saw mm. terrified me. And I'm pretty sure right after that, I never liked dolls again, but I don't remember when I was already scared of dolls. I did used to get scared that my toys would like, like I think all my toys, <laughs> all my toys I loved, but I had this weird thing where I was like, I don't want them to know I'm afraid of them. Is that weird? 
in a way i feel like now knowing what i know as an adult of like um, how i was with my parents i'm like this makes total sense but as a kid i was like i love my toys and if i treat them with love they'll love me back and they won't hurt me but just in case I better be good. Like, it was this weird, fearful love. Yeah. Like, I was afraid that if they wanted to kill me, they could kill me. <laughs> so it's like a dark uh, uh, elf on the shelf. Yes. Year-round yeah. elf on the shelf. Because because the normal thing to do if you're afraid of toys killing you is throw them out. But yes. then I was so afraid that I didn't want them to know I was afraid of them because yeah. I thought that would make it worse. Right. If you threw them out, they would somehow find you. Did yeah, you feel that it way? would be worse. You kind of, or it's like karma, where like your new toys would find out about them. Oh my god! Now you're freaking me out. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's so funny that I am saying this out loud as a, a dumb thing, but as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh my god, I'm having a breakthrough. No, it literally is. I think how I felt about my mom. I mean, I love my mom and whatever. It's a complicated relationship, but yeah. there was a lot of stuff where I think I was like afraid, but it didn't know that I was afraid. So I think now I realize, oh, that's for sure just mirroring this relationship like wanting to maintain this illusion of like everything's good mm. this is how it should be yeah so you wouldn't want to admit that like my toys could kill me right not that my mom was trying to kill me you guys no, know but you're, I think you, you, you want to like hey mom follow. i'm good everything's good yes. we're yeah. all good over here you keep doing your thing I'll do, yeah yeah because if i was like i'm afraid of you then yeah. i'm like what if she gets mad and what if that like breaks this illusion that like everything's good yeah I feel that. Crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Bro, I feel like you're the therapist right now. <laughs> it's 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 wushu. Wushu? Uh-huh. Wushu, okay. yeah. Uh it's chilling um, now. He's chilling, chilling now, yeah. <laughs> That's you just have to ignore him and then he'll <laughs> um fall into place. Um so your twin sister and you are you guys uh is she also creative? Like does she do comedy stuff? Uh well, this is wild. We owned together a clogging studio in high school what what is your life i like, know it's very <laughs> weird uh yeah clogging's like it's a type of tap dance it's uh -huh. like uh it's big in the south uh but my older sister heidi was in this called heartland hoedowners in nebraska okay. and then and she like you know they like went to all these competitions around the country and then brooke and then when we moved three hours west because we used to live in omaha then we moved three hours west to the small town minden heidi had started a studio there uh -huh. and then when heidi graduated brooke took it over and my mom made me take from Heidi and I hated it. Like we, I would like, I was <laughs> oh, such a dick. <laughs> I would like, I, I'd be, I was in sixth grade and like, I'd be like taking the class. And if I couldn't get like a, one of the routines she was teaching, I would just walk out of the class. <laughs> I'd get mad at her and be like, whatever. And I just walk Aww. out of the class. Like what a little, I was such a little dick, but, um, but it's hard because it's your family. So yes. it's like, sometimes you like it, it makes it feel more personal when yes. you're not getting it. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, it still blows my mind that I would do that though. Like so dramatic, but <laughs> it's just me being stubborn. But, um, then yeah, Brooke took it over and then she blew out her knee and so she needed uh -huh. somebody to teach. And so that's what I came on. And then we ended up like just co-running it the last two years of her high school. Wow. Uh, and While then, in high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It was uh, it was nuts. It was uh, not your average like way to make money, I guess. As a side job earlier in this podcast, when you were like, "Wow, there's people who wrote musicals in high school," but you <laughs> owned a clogging studio in high school. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty unique. It is very. You were like running a business. Businesses have more stakes. Yes. Than well, musicals. well, yes. and I will say, Brooke was the businesswoman. Okay. She handled all the all the money, like took care, uh -huh. you know, scheduled everything, and like. I literally could just walk in and like just choreograph stuff and teach the kids. So Brooke, she was the you know very responsible one of the of the two of us. Still That's is so crazy and yeah. cool that yeah. you did that. Oh thanks. I feel like you have so many hidden lives. <laughs> I do honestly, it's wild. <laughs> but um, so performing has always been in your blood. Uh, I mean, kind. Of, it's weird because I feel like kind of the. I mean, Brooke and I like. You know, we Brooke, hi, all three kids danced, uh -huh. sort of, but like, I don't know. My mom and dad didn't really perform, and like nobody else in our family, like, like my mom's mom is is kind of musical, uh -huh. but like other than that, there's no performers. So I don't know. It's weird. I don't know why. I think I was just like an outgoing little kid, and so my mom and dad just were like, yeah, go perform, you know, <laughs> and like I just like to show off, and so I think that's I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, just kind of I'm the black sheep of the family in that regard i guess because everybody else in my immediate family is either most of them were teachers and then my older sister's in sales but yeah I'm, oh, gotcha. I'm like, but yeah. as kids you were it sounded like you guys yeah, were all yeah. doing as a kids, lot yeah yeah we so that fostered a, like this excitement for performing i guess yeah i don't know yeah That's really and like cool. yeah 
then my then I wanted to like go do it more instead of going like to college like my other you know siblings and my mom and dad were like what <laughs> but it you know it's been good like, okay if you stop putting boogers on the wall you can <laughs> do comedy yes yes and I was like fine yeah that's what got me to stop yeah when they let me <laughs> go to California they're like I'm like all right I'll stop doing boogers but <laughs> I, it's funny the the nose thing I was like when you said this, I was like, I don't know if it's this too weird to say, but I'm going to say it in the spirit of being honest. Because we were talking about like wanting to get stuff out of your nose. I did have that compulsion with my nose too. Like, And I remember, I think it's because I had allergies, mm. but I didn't know them. I didn't know my allergies till I was like 26 or something. So I lived a long time. Like sometimes I just have flare ups and not know why. But anyways, all that being said is like sometimes my nose would have boogers as a yeah. kid. And I would um, get obsessed with like, I remember like wishing, being obsessed with wishing like do you know when you're like a kid you're like wishing on a star wishing yeah, on yeah so i remember just like wishing that my nose would be like booger free <laughs> like that it was like to that point where i was like i would just love for my nose to have no boogers and i remember <laughs> just like one day life will be better when i figure out how to not have boogers <laughs> so i think that's like I, I guess this is just to say like i feel like it's not i'm sh- i feel like it manifests in different ways mm-hmm. but i feel like that must be more common than we think. Like kids, if you and I like yeah. never talked about this and we both have this thing, like I feel like it must be more common to just be like, I don't want things in my nose. Yeah. Well, and it's like, you know, when someone has a bat in a cave and you're talking to them, it's like, you want to listen to what they're saying, but all you can think about is the goddamn bat in the cave. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. I'm like, oh my God. Like my close friends will be like, dude, I'm sorry. I got to stop you. You got a fucking bat in the cave. We got to get that out. <laughs> like, I, I'm not afraid to like, they're like, oh, thanks, man. Like, I'll pick like, my nose. Yeah. yeah. Like, and my buddy, he's got bat allergies and like, uh-huh. he always, I'm like, dude, you got a fucking bat in the cave, man. Like, I, I don't know. Just like, I want to like, I, I'm always like maybe overly self-conscious about uh-huh. like, you know, I don't know. And, and maybe I have sensitive nostrils. <laughs> you know, do you like, like have um, a good sense of smell? You know what? Honestly, I think I do. Me and too. Pe- people, <gasps> we, I tell you what. <laughs> Are we twins? <laughs> yeah. Long, long twins. <laughs> like I, people make fun of me because they're like, here, try You know, if we're like eating food or whatever. Uh-huh. They're like, here, try this. I will always be like, I will always sniff it. They're like, earth. "What? You're like a dog." Like I always <laughs> like will sniff stuff, but I don't know. I'm big on like even like I don't know. I will always smell if there's like a weird or uh-huh. like you know sometimes you're like it smells like something's burning. Yes, I'm always like the first person. Me to get, too. Yeah, that's wild. I yeah, there must be a correlation. I mean, I'm this is totally pseudoscience and it could totally not be true at all. But I. I've always had that too, a strong sense of smell to, to the point where like if we're walking somewhere with friends, I'll like smell a thing first yeah, for like a, a block or so. That or like even if there's like a food truck, I'll be like, I smell barbecue and then <laughs> nobody does. And then two blocks later, people are like, oh, I smell barbecue. So yeah. I'm like, okay, so I just smelled it before you. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. I did read, and this is for sure pseudoscience. I was doing a lot of reading about psychics. Don't ask why. And <laughs> I did read that that's a sign of psychic powers, but um, I don't really believe that. <laughs> Okay, well, smelling, I could kind of, mm-hmm. you know, Just like, like very, it's, a, a, it's a heightened sense. Yeah, you're in tune with your surroundings. Yeah. But my I eyesight, though, on the other hand, like you're saying, like, oh, I smell, you smell, like, I'm the same way. I'll smell uh-huh. something before anyone else will. And people who, like, think, I, I don't even ever have this, and like, you smell, like, in my apartment all the time. I'm uh-huh. like, why does it smell weird? My roommate's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, something fucking smells weird. Yeah. And, then, and they're like, I don't smell it. I'm like, you guys, something smells weird. And then I'll like sniff around the room. And I'm uh-huh. like, okay, yeah, it's like, it's our, you know, it's our disposal you it or whatever. Out. You know what I mean? It's, it's weird. But uh, with seeing things, uh-huh. I haunt, I, you, I, I'm i a Nebraska guy, okay? And so uh-huh. I like in high school, we would like go goose hunting. I didn't hunt deer or anything. Just goose. goose oh, okay. Geese and, and quail and, you know things that there's a lot of but um geese are mean geese are very mean honestly <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh yeah my buddy would be he could see like for miles uh-huh. like we he'd be like all right there's a flock coming in you guys are gonna see him in like three minutes <laughs> and we're like you know fuck what? off and then sure enough here comes this flock and i'm like god damn dude like Whoa. i could not believe like i wish i had that because my eyes are horrible but I feel like eyesight is, we're always on our phone anyways. The smell is probably more useful because you're not going to be like, unless I guess drive. I don't know. I'm trying to think because like smelling, I've literally smelled things like in apartments and things like that. 
uh, where you've found that like I've found like in this is way back in New York. So I'm, I don't live in a place like this now, but <laughs> but I smelled like a dead rat and we had and nobody smelled it for like at least a week went by where I was like, there's something and I nobody believed me. And then finally my roommate moved like an AC and there was a dead rat. And I was like, I knew it. That's what I was smelling. And it took so, so long for people to even notice something. And I was like, from the very beginning, I was like, something's going on. I thought it was like food that had gone bad. And yeah. I like took everything out of the pantry. So I feel like that's more useful. You're not going to you know see like, I mean, if there's a dead rat, you're going to see it or you're not. I feel like it's not gonna be like that far away. <laughs> you're, I, you know what? I will agree with you in my apartment complex. Uh-huh. I won't say where I live because I don't <laughs> okay. know. It's a nice spot. It's a, it's a nice little, like, I'm there. I'm in the smallest room. Like, you know, that's the only way I could live there. I'm like, uh-huh. anyway. I walk out of my now apartment. Now I think it's very nice because you're, like, talking, like, well, uh, how very wealthy people. Like, when super, super, uber wealthy people go, like, oh, you know, when you're, like, do you, are you rich? You're, like, oh, you know, we we had enough and you're like mm, okay <laughs> and they get like higher pitch <laughs> <you're> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we were fine we were fine <laughs> and he gets that very vague what <laughs> yeah. no it's like a you know very it's, modest is yeah, what yeah, I it's mean. a nice spot a, yeah <laughs> okay sorry i interrupted you no 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 you're fine uh uh yeah so i walk out of my apartment building mm-hmm. and again i'm like something smells weird uh-huh and it's not like there you know the, it's not the trash it's not and i'm like this something is off and like then like i come back like a little a few hours later and it's like getting a little bit worse uh-huh. and i'm like i think that there's and so i text what was it like rancid or like what kind of thing it was yeah. like something had died okay yeah <laughs> and i text our landlord i'm like yo something is wrong on floor <sighs> two i don't know what it is it smells like something's dead i don't know and and then as I went to go do my laundry, I mm-hmm. I walked by this one apartment. I'm like, it's definitely coming from <gasps> there. And he texts me a day later and is like, "Thanks for letting us know a man passed away." Oh no! And I'm like, "Oh my god!" He'd been there for two weeks. <gasps> I'm like, "Oh my god!" What? And I was so because like my buildings, they like there's no manager there on site uh-huh. all the time because our the land uh the the owners of the building are cheap and they just pay a dude who lives there to be the manager but gotcha. he's not ever there like he lives his life uh-huh. and just like you know if some breaks down you have to text him and then he fixes it f- uh, two weeks later or whatever uh-huh. but literally i was like that's <gasps> insane Whoa. that he was there for two <gasps> freaking weeks oh my God. and i was like if i wouldn't have smelled it yeah and like got he'd out of there. He'd still be there. He'd still be there. That's so, crazy. You know what? I don't apologize for picking <laughs> my nose and putting in the boogers because maybe that's why you have this super sense of smell. I have super clean nose. <laughs> it's like um, you know, in those superhero origin stories when um you do a thing <laughs> the book it was a magic wall yes. and it gave you get the gift of i mean first of all also i'm very sad to that man who passed away yes I, I very sad but, very uh, you know uh and, but you also, know and it was funny because all i mean not funny but like all of these people no, were like putting like like lighting candles oh. and like and this one dude's like he's like are you he's like i am he's like are you uh, i can't remember what it wasn't like praying but he was like uh for the good spirits or whatever. Like, he was like, we need to be doing... He was, like, dead serious. He's like, what? everyone on this floor needs to be doing that. We do not want, like, haunted. haunted. Oh we do not God. want this floor to be haunted. He was, like, dead serious. Too. I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I never even thought about that. Yeah, yeah like haunting, I guess, because it's a shared space. You're like, oh, no, what if he haunts us? Yeah. That's wild, because when you started telling that story, I was like, it sounds like you're going to say a man died. But I was like, that's the, that's the like, ridiculous version. So yeah. I was just, like, waiting for you to be like... And there was a skunk. Yeah. And then you were like, a oh, man. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's what I was like thought, but I was not, I was hoping that wasn't the case. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So you got to join some like detective unit. I know. Honestly, it's like, yo, let's bring in our <laughs> nose guy. <laughs> the nose guy. <laughs> Dude, no, we got to bring this guy in. He's, he's fucking, he's on point. Okay. I'm vindicate, not vindicating. Is that the word? Absolution. Yeah, vindicating yeah, vindicating your booger story because I really feel like you wouldn't be who you are if it wasn't <laughs> for wiping the boogers on the wall it's I, part of who i am yeah it, i own it it cleared your nose <laughs> t- for extraordinary things yes mm-hmm. yeah clear your nose out people you never know what you're gonna smell you definitely 
for sure in your, at least in your building have the most extraordinary nose like you know that for a fact because yes. you're the only person yeah to notice it that's my short story the most extraordinary the most extraordinary nose how does it feel to be the most <laughs> to be in the one percent of noses yeah <laughs> pretty impressive <laughs> Um, well, thank you for sharing that story. Yes, I mean, I absolutely. feel like I learned a lot about you yeah. and about myself. You're such a good question asker. I mean, oh. you know, interviewer <laughs> is a normal word to say. <laughs> I understood what you meant. Um, I have a quick game. Do you want to play it? I'm into it. I'm ready. Okay, cool. Um, so this is a game we played on this pod before, but basically it's Reddit confessions. Mm-hmm. Um, since this is a confessions theme podcast, there's a subreddit called r slash confessions. I go in there and I find the not depressing ones because um, there's a lot of dark stuff on there, which, Whoa. you know, you need a place to get it out. Um, and Reddit I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad that you find solace in anonymous internet people. Um, but there's some fun ones too. And so basically I'm going to read a confession with some blanks. Okay. I don't know what that was. Okay. There was a knock on, you guys can't even hear it. So now you think I'm just going crazy. There was a knock on the wall. Um, so the bl- words blanked out. You know how this works. Multiple choice. Guess the answer okay. and I'll review. Okay. Cool. Here's the first one. It's actually a confession from a uh, personal trainer. Okay. I blank people's blank when they piss me off. Was it a, I steal people's towels. B, I tighten people's water bottles. Or C, I draw people's portraits while they're working out. I want to go with tighten water bottles. You are correct. Yes. He tightens. Uh, I'm going to summarize because it's a long um, post. Is it like a dude where he just roids out? He's like, <laughs> Yeah. I'm a personal <laughs> trainer and the slippery slope of passive aggressive behavior started in college. Um, I worked at the university gym and my coworkers could be really pretentious. I'd hear them talk shit about average Joes just trying to get in shape or the typical shallow shit talking in general. So I'd patiently wait for them to walk around, walk away um, or go to the bathroom. And then I would uh, make my move, squeezing and tightening to a brief exhaustion. Sometimes I'd peel the skin off my hand. Basically, okay, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically, he um, just wanted to, like, make them feel weak. And I, it's he feels really bad in this. He basically ends up saying, like, um, I know this reflects poorly on my character, knowing I mildly inconvenient someone and they hadn't the slightest clue. I think I need counseling. But honestly, when I hear this, I say, good job. Yeah, thanks. You know, thanks for standing up for us, average Joes. Honestly, <laughs> like, uh, you know, maybe don't rip the skin off yeah, your yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it's it, little, you know, like too much aggression. I think. Yeah, that's but, a lot um, of. Yeah, maybe get something out on the punching bag. <laughs> yeah, but I do like the idea that it's like virtually a victimless crime. It's not like it's like so they'll He's have to work a little anybody. harder to open their water bottle. But you didn't. It's so like innocent how guilty this person yeah. feels. But you're also, it's like a punishment fits the crime. This person's bragging about being strong. Well. You ain't that strong. You ain't that strong. You better, you can't open your water bottle. You better, you better <laughs> hit them weights. <laughs> you better get them extra reps in. Oh, man. Okay. So you got a point. All right. Yes. Number two. When I was seven, I heard my parents moaning in their bedroom. And the next day when I asked them why they were moaning, they said they, it was because they blank. I believe them for years. Um, a, ordered Chinese and the curry was so good. B, <laughs> got 300 thread count blankets that were so comfortable. C, we're working on a really hard puzzle that was very satisfying to finish. Uh, I'm going to go with puzzle. It was thread count. Good guess, but it's actually A. Really? Yeah. What? Oh my it, gosh. It, this made me laugh. I know. I almost felt like it was that one was too silly and funny. That was gonna yeah. be obvious, but that's the one that um, that's the right answer. Um, this person says, "I'm now in my 20s and I'm ace. I think asexual. Asexual is that short for asexual? So I automatically assume innocent over sexual stuff as it is, anyways. But I always wonder what Chinese takeout place they order from because eating Chinese food never made me moan in pleasure. <laughs> so sweet." These sweeties on Reddit. But also, like, what What a weird lie. That is very... Well, and also, like, man, they must, like that must be a very normal thing that they just get Chinese takeout a bunch. Why are they eating like, it in their room? Yeah, like... like that's what I'm saying. Like, and it also must Chinese have been a, curry. Curry's not Chinese. Not typically. I yeah, mean, there's so what? many questions. Yeah. <laughs> like, and also, yeah, like, they must get takeout, Chinese takeout a bunch for that to be normalized right. in there. Right. It's like, this know? one was very good. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> or maybe there was like a specific time where they like, oh, remember that one time we had Chinese curry? Remember, like um, we all like, so remember it was that same thing. It's a code. Wow, man, that really messed you up for Chinese food. Um, 
Okay, here's the last question. A girl who I've never spoken to before made my day by complimenting my blank. Was it A, socks, B, glasses, or C, wristwatch? So I told her I actually dreamed of making watches and that one day I would make a watch that was also a phone. This was back in 1980, mind you, and I was working as a cashier selling parts at a Roto-Rooter and that girl was Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I all, like how the third one's very uh, written out. Uh-huh. You know, all equally viable answers. <laughs> um, dang, I <laughs> have to say watches. I'm probably <laughs> it's not watches. Damn it! I knew I shouldn't. <laughs> when the it was the girl with Steve Jobs. I mean, that's just that's very funny. Yeah, thank you. Um, the answer is a socks. Um, no, I thought it was gonna be too obvious, but you almost did reverse psychology there and went with I was trying to trick you with the easy answers. So you tricked me. I often, I, I guess, a lot of my guests don't know this, but usually I make the C one. Not, it's, I try to make it really dumb, high, like increasingly dumb. Yeah. And uh, I love when people do those stories where it's like, and that man, you know, like the little boy who failed, and that was. man was Albert Einstein. <laughs> Well, I still think you won um, because you really shared a lot today and I feel like we all got to win. Um, And so as a prize, Brett, you can tell the listeners where to find you, where to follow you, where to watch your stuff. Cool. You know. Yes. Uh, What a prize. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, um, Check out my YouTube channel. Uh, It's called Genuine Jerks. Mm -hmm. Uh, YouTube.com backslash Genuine Jerks, just how it's spelled and sounds. Um, And then I'm on Instagram and Twitter at breezy b-r-e-e-z-y underscore underscore f underscore underscore baby utilize those double underscores people uh yeah that's you can check me out and yeah come come see check out aquaman at ucb uh and they have a show in february and in march uh yeah excited it's gonna be a good show so yeah yeah check it out he's super funny i'll also tag i'll put it in the description so they can follow you on instagram follow this podcast at tell me anything pod and follow me at larissa t and nope not and just that's it follow (laughs) follow that that's it all right thanks guys (laughs) bye